Welcome to the Michigan Business Network. This is Media Business. I'm your host, Tony Conley. Thanks so much for joining the pod. We've got a great guest today. Anthony Nieves is the services PMI, which is the Purchasing Managers Index. He's the chair of the ISM, which is the Institute for Supply Management Services Business Committee. And they put out a great report when it comes to services. We're going to learn a lot more about that. Anthony, how are you? I am well. Thanks for having me on the show. All right. Before we start with the report itself, tell us what ISM does. Well, ISM is a professional association. It's an educational association, and they've been in existence since the early 1900s. And it was back around 1931 that they were commissioned by the federal government or actually requested by the federal government to analyze data as we were in the midst of the Great Depression. And so what we do is we measure certain activity that exists in businesses and we release that as a civic duty to various media outlets, as well as to the Federal Reserve and the Department of Commerce. And our members consist of both manufacturing and non-manufacturing. There's 18 industries in each of those sectors, and they present various contributions to GDP. And that's how our panelists, our survey respondents are made up by that percentage of GDP. And they come from large, medium, and small companies and if you look at the manufacturing side is somewhere less than 20% contribution to GDP and the services sector represents over 80%, close to 85% contribution to GDP. So that's a bit in a nutshell of how ISM looks at the report and what they present for each of these different indexes is they measure change month over month. And that's important to note because it's based on a diffusion index of 50%. Anything greater than 50 represents growth month over month, and anything below 50 represents contraction. Anthony, what are the services? What all does that entail? Well, it varies. It's very eclectic. And to give you an indication of some of the 18 industries, you have real estate, rental, and leasing. And I would point out that is the largest contributor to GDP on the services side. We also have public administration, information, which is the technology we have management, we have professional scientific and technical services, management of companies and support services, and on. So it's anything that deals with providing, not producing like manufactured goods. It's not so much on the tangible goods side, but more so in providing services. A good example would be retail trade, accommodation and food services, which covers the hospitality industry, restaurants, hotels, cruise lines. So that's very, very eclectic, as I mentioned. Anthony, before we talk about the February report, tell me a little bit about how COVID has affected these reports the last two years. Well, going into COVID, the economy was very strong and we were concerned about it actually overheating. And when COVID first hit, going back to what was a March of 2020, it didn't quite impact the first month as much because it happened like the second, first, second week that we started really seeing some of the lockdowns come into play. And then that April and May, we really felt the contraction across the various industries and sectors, both sectors. So things almost came to a complete standstill. We had some of the lowest recorded indexes going back those two months. And then because we're measuring change month over month, we started to see that it came out of that right about then, that following those two months. Anthony, what do you mean by you were afraid of it overheating? 
Sometimes when the economy is going very strong, and we see some of that coming into play today with inflation, but this is a different kind of inflation. This is more demand pull inflation. We start seeing price pressures and wage increases and some of the things we are feeling right now, but it's not due to some of the variables that are in play at this point in time, but it's more so because the economy is going so strong and we know that business cycles alternate and you have a fear of a recession or of a pullback if you get too hot. And again, uh, before we start talking about the latest report, what's your take on how the war in Ukraine will affect us here in regards to services? We're starting to see some of the impact now, but it's still a little early. We know that fuel prices, everyone's talking about fuel prices. And even though only 2% of our consumption comes from Russia, the point is that it's a commodity and that it's based on world markets. So that's what's driving the cost up is the overall demand. So we're seeing that. We also know that the Ukraine, they produce neon, which is a large component of uh, chip manufacturing. And we already had a shortage of chips to begin with. So we're seeing that drive up prices as we know for cars and other types of products that are reliant on chips. And stainless steel, steel is a big one. Metals, all the metal prices are being affected by this. And so we can see that getting even stronger pricing going forward if this conflict continues to go on. We're talking with Anthony Nieves, who is the chair of the Services Purchasing Managers Index. It's a sum of what the Institute for Supply Management Services Committee does. When we come back, we'll talk about the February report. It was pretty good. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business, and you're listening to the Michigan Business Network. For something to grow, it takes time, like the equity in your home. That's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit, because frequent watering of your houseplants may be recommended. Now can we get a new roof? Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. Welcome back to Media Business. I'm Tony Connolly. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Anthony Nieves, who is the chair of the services PMI. We're going to talk about those specific numbers. Anthony, February was a pretty good month, wasn't it? Yes, it was. We did have some pullback. The composite index, the PMI, which you spoke of earlier, was 59.9 for the month of January. In February, it came in at 56.5. So there was some pullback there. Now, keep in mind, we have four indexes that comprise the PMI or the composite index, and it's business activity, new orders, employment, and supplier deliveries. In the services sector, they're each weighed 25%. We did an algorithm to see how that would measure up against historically over a 10-year period to GDP. So this diffusion index on the composite comes in very close. As I said, historically, it's mirror image of what we see in GDP. So at 56.5, business activity was 55.1. That came down 4.8 percentage points from the 59.9. So we don't give these a numeric value. As I mentioned, we're measuring change month over month. 
So it's the rate of growth that we're seeing is slowing a little bit, but it's still growth from month over month. So that baseline moves on a monthly basis. The new orders came in at 56.1. That's down 5.6 percentage points. And employment came in at 48.5, and that's uh, contracting down from the 52.3, which is a 3.8% decrease. Now, I always say as employment goes, that's how this sector goes. And it's a very labor-intensive sector that we know of. And see here is not so much that the lack of people wanting to hire, it's the restricted labor pool that we have to contend with right now. And just to let our audience know that the 14 services industry reporting growth in February listed in order, and I'm going to list those because a lot of the, we see these businesses in the state of Michigan, construction, transportation and warehousing, educational services, management companies and support services, wholesale trade, mining, especially in the upper peninsula of Michigan is really important. Utilities, healthcare, and social assistance, real big in Lansing and Detroit, finance and insurance, professional and scientific and technology services, public administration, retail trade, information, and a lot of other services. And the four industries that you mentioned, Anthony, reporting a decrease in February were real estate, renting and leasing, arts and entertainment, recreation, agriculture, forestry, fishing and hunting, and food services. So why were they down from your estimate? Well, part of it has to do with, if you look at some of the specific industries that show a decrease, and it varies by industry. We know that when looking at a particularly like in the hospitality industry, accommodation and food services, restaurants, they have had struggles with staffing, especially with the Omicron variant. The Omicron variant really impacted their resources, their labor resources. And so it restricted their capacity and the ability to serve customers as well as the customers themselves. There was a pullback in the frequency of dining for those establishments. And it goes across the board. Most of the customer-facing type positions were impacted the most. We're dealing with the public. And not to go off on a tangent, but that's what affected the employment index as well. It correlates back to the fact that there was difficulty hiring as one variable as it relates to the fact that some of these customer-facing positions are tedious-type jobs. And with the labor pool being what it is, many people moved out of those particular industries into industries that did not have the tough work hours or the different tedious tasks they had to perform, and they were able to move into other professions. Anthony, do you see that changing? Do you see the labor force making some movements with us currently on the downside of COVID? It might pop up a bit, but there was a struggle even before COVID in trying to fill positions. There was a backfill rate as it related to retirements and baby boomers moving out of the workforce, as well as there was a change in some of the trades as to thinking back, you mentioned construction. There were families that had apprenticeships and sponsored their family members to move into some of these trades that are in the very you know, subcontractors for construction. And now we're seeing a lack of electricians, plumbers, and things along those lines for the construction industry. And they've been really trying to recruit various individuals to fill those positions and get the output necessary. It was interesting that commodity are down in price for PPE, which includes, of course, gloves and masks. But the commodity for devices like that were in short supply. So I thought that was interesting. 
Well, if you look at some of the medical devices, safety devices that were in short supply, the PPE is more aligned with like gloves and gowns and face masks and things like that, that there's been more of a stock of. So the short supply is not uh, necessarily an issue anymore, especially as various states are moving away from some of the mandates, the mask mandates, and where we see the most usage and where it might be in short supply on certain items is specifically in the healthcare and social assistance industry. We're talking with Anthony Nieves, who is the chair of the Services Purchasing Managers Index, uh, which is brought to you by ISM, the Institute for Supply Management. When we come back, we're going to talk to Anthony about how the media covers what he does and how we could be better. You're listening to Media Business. I'm Tony Conley, and this is the Michigan Business Network. Perfectly managed meetings, carefully planned conferences, and beautiful beginnings. That's what you'll find at Treetops Resort. We have an ideal location just minutes from I-75 and over 25,000 square feet of meeting and convention space. No matter what you're planning, let our spectacular views, spacious lodging, and outstanding customer service show you why Treetops is Michigan's most spectacular resort. Get a no-hassle quote for your next meeting at treetops.com or call at 888-TREETOPS. Welcome back to Media Business. I'm Tony Conley. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Anthony Nieves, who is the chair of the Purchasing Managers Index uh, for Services. Anthony, I wanted to talk a little bit about what you may see with the index in the future. I know it's kind of hard to predict, but what do you see for the rest of this quarter and maybe into the summer? That's a great question because it's kind of been somewhat of a moving target in the sense that even though we do two releases, two semi-annual releases, there's always mitigating circumstances, whether it be geopolitical concerns like we're going through right now with the conflict in Ukraine, and also it might be what we've experienced with the pandemic. But I will say this much, from what our respondents have indicated we're going forward, we're still going to see continued growth, albeit it might not be the strong growth that we experienced in the fourth quarter of last year and into the first quarter, you know, January, we still had some decent numbers. But I would say uh, the third and fourth quarter of last year was so strong that it's very hard to maintain that level of growth on an ongoing basis. But we'll still see this continued growth will be north of the 50 percentile range for the composite index probably hovering around that 54.55 is my projection. We'll still see prices still be strong. There'll be wage pressure. There'll be commodity cost increases continuing. Might not be at the strong rate that we're seeing now that's way up there, 83% range. 83.1 is what the reading was for February. I think that will come down, but not so much. Most of our respondents are indicating we will see strong pricing well throughout the balance of 2022. Anthony, it sounds like just in talking with you and we were talking with the manufacturing chair from ISM, it looks like it's going to be a good year should things hold the way they are. Definitely. So far, what all indications are, not only from what the respondents are telling us month over month, but also in our semi-annual release, what they indicated was that we would see the second half even be better than the first half. Again, we have to be careful what headwinds might be out there. 
hopefully this conflict doesn't escalate beyond where it is today, because even though it's not hitting a large percentage in those commodity areas of what we consume, it's still affecting the overall market pricing and it will interrupt the continuity of supply. And, you know, we've become more global in how our economy is, even though we're only measuring it on the domestic side. You know, Ant, I normally, when talking about the economy, like to measure policies and how the policies of Trump before COVID and maybe Biden after COVID, how they affect the services industry. But uh, what I'm starting to learn is not only with manufacturing and business, but with services too, it appears that they figure out a way how to work uh, no matter what the environment. Absolutely. And think about this. Everyone thought that having a trade war and putting the tariffs in place was really a bad idea. And it did affect pricing. And who was actually paying for it? At the end of the day, it was the consumer that was paying for it. There is no good time to have a trade war or put tariffs in place. Better to do it when the economy is strong versus when it's faltering. But it was necessary because companies were feeling that they were having their intellectual property stolen. They tied themselves into certain arrangements and agreements that for the long term was negative. And so the Trump administration put that in place and it was one of the negative talking points. Yet the Biden administration has said, we're not touching it. They've pretty much left it alone, understanding that they had to protect interests of not only the intellectual property of companies, but also uh, security and privacy for the nation. USMAC was another one, you know, to replace NAFTA. I never thought NAFTA was a good deal. I always thought it went one way. Anthony, what kind of job do you think we in the media do when it comes to covering the economy and especially the services industry? Well, I think that the media does a very good job. I think that on the monthly teleconferences that we have, There are some very good questions that are asked. There is, uh, unlike mainstream media, there's no agenda or posturing. It's looking at it clearly from representing what's going on in the business world and as it relates to the economy. And usually do follow-up interviews as well with various of the media companies. And, you know, the questions they ask are really trying to understand. I think the biggest thing that we have to be careful of is not looking at these indexes as a numeric value, but more about what they actually are measuring change month over month. So final question for you, how do I as a consumer and how do business owners and managers and those check writing decision-making people, how do they use your information to move accordingly, whether it's buying goods and services, whether it's figuring out how to hire, if to expand, how do they use that info? Well, the great thing about the report is looking at that table at a glance that has a capture of both the services indexes and the manufacturing indexes side by side that comes out on the third day of the business month for the services release. And it's the first business day of the month for manufacturing. And when you look at how we're measuring change and as well as the types of activities, whether it be new orders, supplier deliveries, people should look at, like you did, the commodities. And then look at the comments from the respondents and look at each of the tables and what the trends are and make your decisions accordingly. Do you forward buy or do you hold fast? Do you look to do some risk mitigation? Uh, Understanding we've had all these bottlenecks in the supply chain with all the supply chain disruption. How do you mitigate that? Do you use alternate supply routes? Do you do some offshoring or do you bring it back to nearshore? It gives you a litany of information in which to 
see how it applies to your business, how you conduct your business in the respective companies. We've been talking with Anthony Nieves, who is the chair of the Purchasing Managers Index. It's a monthly report provided by the Institute for Supply Management. Fascinating stuff, Anthony. I really appreciate your time, sir. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. This is Media Business. I'm Tony Conley, and this is the Michigan Business Network.